So I want you to think about how long it's been since you've heard my voice. Oh, well, actually, the last time I submitted a podcast was on the 22nd. Oh, la la, where have I been? Well, if you recall, I mentioned at that time that I was going for my second dose of the Moderna vaccine. Oh, la la, let me tell you, life is good. I'm, I feel so good, but you know, I think this whole thing of getting sick on the second round of vaccines, I think there's truth to it, but there's also, I think it's also psychosomatic. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're told that you're going to be really, really sick. And some people, I think, exaggerate what they mean by being sick. I was told by some medical professionals, oh, you will be sick. Well, tell me what that means. Because if I'm going to be sick, like to the stomach, vomiting and all of that, to me, that's sick. Is that what I'm to look forward to? (laughs) Or we're talking about something else here. So ultimately what I discovered is that the sickness really is not sickness at all. And it really depends on your system. But the sickness is more like the headache. Honey, you can get a headache arguing with a co-worker, a colleague, a family member, a partner, a husband, a wife, a boyfriend, hello, whatever. You can get a headache from a number of things, sitting in traffic for two, three hours, when you know it shouldn't be that tied up. The other part of it was the fatigue. Well, have you ever gone several hours without really good sound, six to eight hours sleep? Baby, you will be more fatigued and so fatigued that you probably can't keep your eyelids open. Well, that's sort of what I experienced. Now, granted, I was in bed for two, three days. That fatigue business, it really got to me. But would I advise? Shall I advise? Shall I use my platform to encourage you? Yes. By all means, get it. You've heard, no doubt, perhaps, about the vaccine passports. That's where we're going, Sugarfoot. And if you're not prepared, you will be left behind. You know, I frankly don't know the big deal. I just don't understand Republicans in the United States constantly speaking against the vaccine. 49% of white males in America are refusing to get the vaccine. How stupid. Well, look at it this way. The evangelicals are partially to blame for that because they're going around saying that to get inoculated is the mark of the beast as described in the book of Revelations in the Bible. Hello? If that's the mark of the beast, then we're already marked by the beast. Never mind how many years ago it was when I was in elementary school. Just know that there was a time (laughs) when I went to elementary school, just like you. Hello. And would you believe and did you know? And if you don't, ask your mama. You had to have various vaccinations before you could enter into the public or private school system. Now, in some countries, that may not be so or true, but in the United States, in France, in most Western countries, 
And remember, I've lived in more than 40 countries around the world. You have got to have vaccines. Polio uh, to fight uh, measles, flu, all kinds of vaccines just to get your kids in school. So what's the big deal about this? This is going to save your life even more so than those things. Have you looked at the latest numbers of people that have been dying from this thing called COVID-19? Wake up. You're not going to be able to do a whole lot of things that you used to do freely until you show proof that you've been vaccinated. And shall I tell you something? I'm all for it. Because all of these selfish people who have politicized wearing a mask, maybe not in your country where you're listening to me, but in the United States, they have completely, emphatically put, politicized wearing a mask and getting a vaccine. And I absolutely hate it. I just think they're bloody stupid, stuck on stupid, and need to get over it and get with the program. (sighs) That's my five-minute boo on those who are criticizing the great work that's being done by the new and current president by the name of Joe Biden. Something the former president could never do. Oh, and by the way, the former president lied and deceived and twisted and everything and said that it was nothing to worry about and it was only 15 people and it's nothing. And look at what ended up happening in the United States. And from that comment, that irresponsible comment, Republicans who were Republican like him politicized this thing and turned the United States upside down. It took a man of wit intelligence, a man of God, a man of, like I said, intelligence to put the thing in order. And do you know Right now, the United States, which was at the bottom of the pit, has risen and elevated like creme in coffee to the top again, starting with the beautiful, wonderful, smooth, hard work, well-managed program for getting people vaccinated. Three million Americans are vaccinated a day. Joe Biden has taken this country and it's the worst problem of the United States and turned that bloody thing around. Three million Americans. The goal was, I think, like April something, 100 days or whatever. And he met his goal in terms of the number of millions he wanted to be vaccinated in 58 days. Well, hello, color me happy. Voila. But now let's move on because that is not, this is not, while what I just said is all important, hopefully to you, because it certainly is to me, that's not my topic. My topic is this. Do you have disease? Did you hear me? Do you have disease? Now let me stop being cheeky and sneaky and break down to you what I'm saying. There is disease, which would entail cancer or some other kind of terminal illness. 
that would be coined a disease. Back in AD, people used to get leprosy. It was known as a disease. There are thousands of diseases in the world today. But dis-ease is what I'm talking about. Aha! I'm talking about disease. The difference between disease and disease is your level of discomfort. Let's break it down, shall we? Before I get into it, let me welcome you. Thank you for listening to Inspire Me, and I am the host, producer, and creator of Inspire Me, and my name is René Dubovois. Yes, I'm French and American. Yes, I have lived literally a year, two, three years in over 40 countries around the world. Do I have a lot to say? Yes. Yes. Can I inspire you? Heal and touch those things that bother you. Well, I'm not a healer, but I can say some things that might be quite effectual towards healing. Mm, That's a good way to put it. So I'm talking about, in this episode, dis-ease. All of those things that make us uncomfortable. Things that make us go, hmm. Or things that make some people shout out obscenities. A dis-ease is someone who's not comfortable with their surroundings or with something someone said or something that someone did to them. That brings about a disease. But a disease, spelled the same way, just pronunciation and enunciation quite different, a disease is something really you have no control over. You cannot stop a disease from going into your body, developing in your body. But you can stop disease from developing and growing in your body. You see, disease can bring about a headache. You can control that. One way to do that is to get rid of, remove yourself away from people who are toxic, toxic behavior, toxic thinking. Toxic communication. People like that will give you a headache all day long. And the disease or the dis-ease that comes from it can bring about a lot of, shall we say, physical harm, physical discomforts that you are not comfortable with. So let me give you five tips on what I'm calling dis-ease, the things that make you uneasy. If you have been robbed or you have experienced something that is quite embarrassing to tell to someone very close to you, much less convey it publicly, or if you've been involved in a scandal, that can bring about disease, isn't it? 
Depending on how horrific it is, it can also bring disease because people can become so hateful, so mean that they develop ulcers and all sorts of physical ailments that lead into disease. If you are a chronic smoker, you've got disease in your body known as cancer or some other disease that's slowly killing you. And at the same time, you are experiencing, if you have those things, God forbid, in your body, you are also experiencing dis-ease. You're uncomfortable with how you may look, how your breath may smell, how your skin looks, because you understand that cigarette smoking or doing drugs and drinking too much alcohol can destroy your liver. That not only brings disease, liver disease, but it brings about disease because you're not able to physically run or walk 10 or 12 miles. I walk 12 miles a day. Honey, I'm going to always be young, youthful, and good looking. Yes, I said it. <laughs> but in all jokes aside, disease is something we all want to try to avoid. Nobody wants to go and see the doctor for a quick checkup only to be informed that they have a disease because that will immediately bring about disease. So here's my five tips and then I'm going to give you towards the end of the program some bonus tips that I want you to think about. I've got five great tips for you to conquer or sabotage or put away with, do away with dis-ease. Number one, why don't you try showing grace to yourself and to others? Do you understand that being mean, hateful, vindictive towards people that you see every day that you don't like for reasons that really have no validation, they're non-valid, but you don't like them because of their skin color, or you don't like them because they wear better clothes than you? Do you understand that that kind of hateful, mean-hearted spirit, it can be like cancer in you to hate or dislike someone so much. So if you want to bring about, shall we say, a cleansing in your body, in your mind, in your heart, soul, and spirit, then start showing grace. First to yourself and then to others. It's kind of like trying to help people in poverty. This is something I'm known for. But if I have nothing, I have nothing to share or to give. So you have to first take care of yourself before you can take care of others, isn't it? So tip number one, show grace to yourself, followed by showing grace to others. Number two, hmm, start and end each day refueling your heart. Oh, if I don't say anything else and just talk about the heart and do the rest in another podcast, I will be saying a whole lot, a great deal. Start each day 
and end each day refueling your heart. Ronnie, what are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about doing things that will change the heart and the fuel within the heart that keeps you alive. It's the heart that keeps us alive, isn't it? Of course, the other organs in the body, they help support the working mechanisms of the heart. I have a saying that I share with people that when I hear someone give a really good talk, whether that's an imam at a mosque or a preacher at a church or just listening to somebody doing a podcast, you know, and they're saying something that's educational, informative, enlightening. There, there are two things that I pull away from a really strong, good message. And I got one recently while I was trying to just kind of relax and recover from my vaccine. And, you know, you, they say that after the 14 days of that second dose, no complications, which I've had none, you are fully inoculated and all is well and you're good. Do I still wear a mask? Yes, because President Biden has asked that people still wear a mask. And by the way, I am in the States at the moment and you, there's a reason for it. So I just follow the instructions. Never mind what the reasons are because it's not a part of the podcast, but there are reasons for it. So I do it, JDI. I just do it. Well, my point, frankly, is simply this. Refueling your heart is like refueling your car. Unless you are driving one of those electric cars where you pull up in a parking lot and you recharge it through electricity or something. The point I'm making is whether it's electricity or gasoline, you still have to refuel or recharge a car to keep it operating and driving and running smoothly. Without it, you burn up the motor. And when the motor is destroyed, so is the car. You may have brand new wheels and tires on it, but if that motor is destroyed and all of the oil gauges, you don't have a car. What you have is a big silver or silver metal automobile (laughs) that's not operating. Okay, let me be real here. Gasoline has to be put in a truck, a car, a bus, in order for the driver to drive it from one point to the other. What I'm saying here in my point number two, that you should start and end your day by refueling your heart, it's the same thing. So how do you refuel the heart? You refuel the heart by apologizing to people for ugly things you may have said or ugly things you may have done. You can't imagine until you do it, especially if you know you were wrong, you were cruel. You can't imagine how it brings a merriness to the heart. Refueling the heart is doing things that are good, of great value towards somebody else. Like I said, I could talk on that tip alone, an entire 30-minute podcast. But don't worry, I won't, because I want you to hear the other tips as well. 
Number three, set and stick with a routine. If you want to get rid of dis-ease in your life, things that make you uncomfortable, then set and stick to a routine. Do things that primarily you and you alone know about that are done consistently and hopefully in a timely manner or at the same time. Because a routine means you're developing consistency. You're developing a pattern. That pattern is going to weave that path. You get me or not? So you, you, you are building a pattern that's going to create a path and your path will always take you to your desired destination. Let's take a look at number four. Stop watching misinformation. Oh la la. If you're in the United States, you're getting a lot of that. Stop listening to conspiracies and lies and QAnon and all this crazy stuff. These people are wacko. I'm sorry, but truth is truth. Truth to power right here. These people are stupid. This is crazy. And the thing of it is, what what's coming out, this QAnon and all these crazy things, these are evangelicals, and it's predominantly Republicans that do it and say it. And guess what? It's Republicans in the Senate where it's coming out that they're under investigation for child pornography. This guy, Matt Gates, paying 14-year-old and 17-year-old girls. And he's on his way to jail. Oh, you know, so such hypocrites. I don't know. My dad, as you know, if you've been listening to me a while, was a pastor 56 years. I'm telling you, one of the things dad used to preach all the time, that the Bible says, truth crushed to the ground shall rise. The Quran also tells you about truth and how it will be exposed. So if you're out there sneaking, skinning and grinning and thinking you're getting away with it, heaven help you. Because what you're trying to suppress to the ground that you know is the truth, it's going to rise. And when it does, it's going to expose you. Voila. Tip number five. Schedule a daily connection with people you love. And oh, by the way, I am not talking about texts. I have family members, some who are mad at me and some who have gone as far as not speaking to me because I do not have any family members connected to me on any of my social media platforms. Why? Because social media is used by me and my businesses for my businesses, for professional reasons, not for my personal life. If you and I have become personal friends, it is through that personal interaction, that in-person interaction, that I will divulge things to you as my friend, long time or indifferent, short time, what I want you to know if I want you to know it. You've got to be careful with the internet and social media. You will put your butt in such a sling that you'll never get out of it. And there are millions of people trying to figure out how they're going to clean up their reputation. 
by doing foolish, stupid things that they thought was cute, funny, and and witful and was going to make them famous for 15 minutes. It's craziness, but there are people out there willing to do that. I'm just not one of them. So none of my family is connected to me on social media. Is that one of my forms of dis-ease? Yes, because if I want to talk to a family member or if I want to say something or share something, they've got a phone, I've got a phone, I know how to pick it up, I can go and visit, in the country or out, I don't need to do it through social media. If a niece or a relative is having a baby or someone has died, I know what to do. I know how to reach them. I don't want to do it through Facebook. People can't get jobs and people have lost jobs because of foolishness on social media. And they want to blame any and everything and everybody but themselves. I don't want to see a woman I know who's already overweight, oversized. Now she's pregnant. Yes, I'm saying it and I'm describing for you how a friend of mine looks and she shows her belly just lifts up her shirt and shows her belly I don't want a woman dropping a shirt to show me her breasts I have breasts I know what they look like let's be real and then wonder why you can't get a job do you understand those of you who are millennials the first place your future employer is going to check you out for references is social media starting with Instagram and Facebook Thirdly, followed by Twitter. So you better wise up and stop all of this nonsense. Okay, so quickly let me run down the five tips and then I'm going to close out with my bonus. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Inspire Me and I am the host and creator of Inspire Me and my name is René Dubovois. I have described in this podcast about disease, but I'm talking about dis-ease and how to eliminate disease. Tip number one, show grace to yourself and to others. Tip number two, start and end each day by fueling and refueling your heart. Number three was set and stick with a routine. Number four, stop watching misinformation. Conspiracy lies and lies, lies, lies. Get away from people like that. You can't trust them because they're liars. And they're going to bring about a lot of disdain to you and your image and reputation. And then tip number five, my beloveds, is schedule a daily connection with people you love. And that's what I was describing. So if I want to have a connection with people I love, I call them up if they're in the city where I am. And let's meet at blah, blah, blah restaurant. And we do. And that's how I have my connection or I pick up the phone and we talk or we do video calls but none of this social media business now let's get into quickly my bonuses my first bonus share your feelings instead of holding on to them if you want to get rid of this ease discomforts in your life share your feelings with people that you love and don't hold on to them. Number two, bonus number two, be aware of unexpressed grief. If you've got grief with someone and you've not expressed it 
directly to them, understand that that dis-ease is going to create a disease because hatred and evil intentions, malicious intentions, I am telling you that kind of lifestyle creates tumors in the body. And we all know where that can lead. Bonus number three, seek advice before making a decision. Get advice from somebody you care about, that you know, whom you highly respect before you make a decision. That way your decision is covered in a good balance, a well-rounded balance. It's your decision at the end of the day, but surely you've got people in your life, at least one or two, that you value their opinion even more so than your own. And if you have somebody like that in your life, seek their advice before making your final decision. And bonus number four, create renewal and create a space for renewal. Now, if you create a space for renewal, what I'm telling you, meditation, yoga, prayer, whatever it is that you do to renew your mind, your heart, and your spirit, create a space for it and go to it. Thank you very much for listening and sharing my podcast, Inspire Me. I'm Renee Dubovois, and I hope that this particular episode has truly touched, healed, and inspired you. Merci beaucoup. Bonne journée. Au revoir.